One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Sex, psych, and self, and welcome back. Welcome back to me. Welcome back to you. I'm a, I apologize in advance if I sound a little bit nasally uh, over the mic today. I had that like weird flu that everyone's getting. I, I think I have my assumptions that it was influenza, actually. It wasn't COVID. I tested for COVID, but God, I was sick. Uh, we were, me and my partner were both sick for like a whole week, and oh. Anyways, I'm back. Here I am. And God, I'm excited. Molly's excited too, apparently. (laughs) I'm excited for today's episode. It's something that I've been wanting to cover for a while. And I just want to say, before we get into it, it's about the pill, the oral contraceptive pill. And I want you to erase all your prior thoughts and opinions about the pill right now erase them all and just come into this episode with a clean slate ready to ready to hear the facts and ready to make a new opinion because I know there's a lot of differing opinions about the pill and there's myths about the pill and you know all these things but come into this with a clear mind please because You know, you're free to have your own opinion, but form your opinion after this episode. Before we jump right into it, I'll give you a little um, update. Like I said, I've been sick Um, and that's it. Anyways, (laughs) not a whole lot happens in my life. I work, I make the pod and I come home and I pat my dogs. I live a very exciting life. The election happened. That's what's happened since last time I've seen you. I've been 27 for like a whole two weeks and it's, it's not, it, I mean, not off to a crack and start. Uh, <laughs> got the flu, couldn't move for a week and I have had a hangover since I've turned 27. 
and it was awful. So it it is true what they say. Hangovers do get worse as you get older. So um, will it stop me from drinking? Well, no, but <laughs> will I think twice before drinking? Well, no, no. But, you know, something new to complain about, the terrible hangovers. All right, so like I mentioned at the start of this episode, uh, it's about the pill, uh, the oral contraceptive pill the and the emergency contraceptive pill or as a lot of you probably know it as the morning after pill yeah molly molly knows a bit about the morning after pill don't you tells molly's my sausage dog all right so the pill what is it i'm sure a lot of us are familiar i'm sure a lot of us have taken it at some stage of our life. The pill is a tablet. It's a, it's a daily tablet that you take. It's a tiny little thing and you can get a combined pill, which it's combined just means it's combined with two different hormones in the pill. And that's estrogen, which is a women have naturally. And so do men, actually. They also form natural estrogen and progestin. And there is another pill and it's the single hormone pill, or it is commonly referred to as the mini pill and that just contains the sole hormone of progestogen um, the pill is used as a contraceptive and to aid you know we all know what contraception means contraception means an aid to help prevent pregnancies but please remember and a massive disclaimer before we get into the nitty-gritties the pill does not stop stds okay so just because you're on the pill doesn't mean you can go and have crazy sex with everyone in the village. Wear your condoms to stop your STDs. Take your pill to stop your pregnancy. The pill is a very, very safe alternative of contraception. It's a safe form of contraception, but you need to remember to take it every day. It's an everyday thing. Just like changing your undies, just like brushing your teeth. If you're someone that forgets to brush your teeth... I, I'm not a doctor, but I do recommend not leaning for the pill as your contraception. Now, you're probably like, Tady, I've heard of this estrogen hormone before, but, but what is it? Estrogen is a hormone, and like I've said a million times already, and it plays a lot of different roles in your body. In females, it helps maintain the reproductive system and the female characteristics, um, such as breasts, you know, boobies and your pubes and um, your womanly hips and all your womanly features. Estrogen in males and females contributes to cognitive health, bone health and the, um, the function of the cardiovascular system. Now, men have estrogen as well. Women just have higher levels of estrogen. Um, you'll hear me swap between estrogen and estrogen. Both are correct. It just depends how my brain wants to say it. Most people do know estrogen for its role alongside the other hormone, progesterone. Say that five times fast. Progesterone. And that is another hormone present in female sexual and reproductive health. In a woman, the ovaries, which if you're not aware of what your ovaries are, they're the little things that are connected to your fallopian tubes, which are connected to your uterus. Ovaries is what makes you have 
the womanly reproductive system to carry a fetus. So the ovaries, the adrenal glands and fat tissues throughout the body produce the hormone estrogen. Both females and males, like I said before, have this hormone, but females are just, it's everywhere. And as we know, males have that other hormone, testosterone, which makes them the bloody idiots they are. (laughs) No, I shouldn't say that, but it makes them the big, tough, manly men that they are. Yeah. Testicles. Balls. So when we are talking about what organs estrogen allows to function, like I mentioned, ovaries. And estrogen helps stimulate the growth of that egg within your ovary. Now, I don't know if all of us know how babies are made, but to make a baby, the sperm fertilizes the egg and a beautiful baby gets born and whatever. So estrogen stimulates the growth of that egg. So hopefully it can get fertilized. In the vagina, the vagina itself, estrogen provides a lubrication to the vaginal wall. So when you get wet, when you're aroused, estrogen aids in making that lubrication. And then in your uterus, which like I mentioned before, uterus is all part of the uh, female reproductive system. It maintains the mucous membrane that lines that uterus. So when you're looking at your uterus, and I don't know if you're picturing it the same way as I am, and I do encourage you going on Google and looking up a picture of a uterus because they're beautiful things. So they kind of look like a, the uterus itself kind of looks like a triangle and then it's got the two fallopian tubes on either side with their little sacs, which are the ovaries. Um, Within that triangle that is our uterus, it Estrogen enhances and maintains that mucous membrane that lines the whole triangle. It also uh, regulates the flow and the thickness of those secretions and, yeah, just keeps it there, keeps it moist, keeps it funky. And estrogen is also present when we're talking about your boobies. Estrogen is what makes us form those boobs. And I, I don't know if you guys are like me, but I've had boobs since I was in, like, grade two. So estrogen was pumping hard through Tay body from a young age. But estrogen is what helps us form that breast tissue. And it also um, helps stop the flow of milk after we've got a wiener, after we're weaning our young off the tit. It helps stop that flow. So you're not constantly a milker for the rest of your life. But when we're talking about the pill, uh, the pill actually contains a synthetic form of estrogen and its main form, its main form, its main role within the contraceptive pill is to counteract, uh, counteract the side effects that can come from the progestogen. At a low dose, um, a low dose of progestogen thickens mucus, but does not shut off the, um, the ovaries. It doesn't shut them off and say, not today, eggs, but it thickens that mucosal lining. If a woman does have low levels of the hormone estrogen, it can lead to side effects, just like everything can lead to side effects. These include moodiness, a reduced um, in energy, sleeping disturbances, hot flashes, and a decreased sex drive. So um, a lot of these symptoms are 
present when a woman goes through menopause at the older age, and that's because these levels of estrogen are just decreasing. They're, they're on the way out. They've done their thing. They've made the babies. They've helped you stay moist. Now they're on the way out. But what is progestogen? Progestogen, on the other hand, or as I said at the beginning, progestin. So progestin is a synthetic form of progestogen, which my tongue is about to fall out of my mouth saying all these words. It's used in medications such as the pill and it plays a a role in your menstrual, menstrual cycle and pregnancy. Progestin is actually used in not just the pill, but several different types of birth control methods. You know, we'll go into those at a later date. Some of which, like that we've discussed before, like the marina um, has got progestin in it. So this progestin hormone is present within the pill that you're taking. And this just helps prevent pregnancy it the mucus in the cervix so that snotty stuff moistening your cervix it thickens and it makes it really difficult for the sperm to effectively enter your uterus and fertilize the egg it stops ovulation there's a very low percentage of women who will still ovulate if they're on progestin only pills which is that mini pills It's very important to remember that all of our bodies are individuals. Uh, We're all different. We're all going to respond to different things differently. So I do get this into this down when we talk a little bit more about the pill, but everyone's going to have different side effects to the hormones and different medications that they're putting in their body. So simply speaking, if you want to get how does this pill work, simply speaking, the pill stops you from releasing your egg to be fertilized. If no egg is being released, you can't get pregnant. That's as simple as I can put it. If you forget a tablet, a day of a tablet, that is setting in the potential for an egg to be released. So you could be preggers. So I want to get into some myths about the pill because a lot of my friends that I talk to and a lot of people in my life that I talk to, they have these common beliefs about the pill and they're they're just incorrect. I don't know where they get all their information from. I don't know where people get their information from. Uh, Speaking for myself, I've been on the contraceptive pill since I was about 13 years old. Um, I have seen next to no side effects. The only side effects I have seen is it did clear up my skin at the time. When I was 13, I had quite bad acne on my forehead. So the pill really did play a good role in um, clearing up the acne on my forehead. And it played a role in, you know, lessening my period cramps. And I have the freedom now to manipulate my cycle however I want. So if I know that I've got something on that weekend and my period's meant to be then, I'm not having it this week. Maybe next month, love, try again. So I love the pill for me. I I think it's a very effective form of contraception for myself. Um, And I will be on the pill until I decide I want to have babies, which I hope is soon because I'm getting really old. (laughs) So what are some myths about the pill? I just want to start with probably the most common myth that I've heard among uh, young women, and that is that the pill will make me fat. Will it? 
To be clear and very clear and precise, there is no clear, say clear four times, I wasn't meant to say clear there, there is no concrete evidence that proves that the oral contraceptive pill will make you gain or lose weight. Sure, sometimes you will gain weight when you've started the pill, but before you go blaming a tried and tested method of contraception, maybe look at other elements of your life. When I was researching this before I, you know, came to record this episode, I read this um, professor say, like, a lot of women start the pill at, at t- different times of their life. So f- myself, for example, I started the pill at the start of my adolescent years. So, you know, going into adolescence, of course, I'm going to gain some weight. I'm getting my womanly figure. I'm getting more, you know, my hips and my thighs and my breast tissue. Of course, I'm going to gain weight. And that I think that's really easy to blame the pill for. And just say you're, you're about to get in a relationship and you want to have unprotected sex, but you want to be on the pill so you don't get pregnant. Statistics show that women are more likely to put on weight when they're in a happy relationship because it's comfort. You're comfortable. So maybe look at some outside factors before you go um, blaming the pill for your weight gain. If you are um, if you are concerned about the weight gain and you are experiencing some weight gain, do not stop your pill before consulting your prescribing GP about it. And that's going to be a thing I say a lot in this episode. Talk to your doctor. That's what they're there for almost promise you I mean there is a slight percentage there that the pill could possibly but I promise you the pill is not making you fat it's important to remember that it's not magic it's not going to magically make you gain weight the only thing that makes you gain weight is what you're putting into your body so an increase in appetite is why you're gaining weight So talk to your doctor about weight loss options if that's really, really what you're um, concerned about. Another myth that I've heard a lot is that the pill affects your natural fertility. This is absolutely untrue. Um, There is, again, no concrete evidence to suggest this. The fact fact of the matter... (laughs) I'm a scientist. The fact of the matter is that the pill can actually, you know, aid in promoting fertility. It suppresses endometriosis and reduces the chance of getting ovarian cysts, which is why it's very common in a lot of patients who do experience um, endometriosis or are at risk of it that do get put on the pill because it does act as that suppressant, which I found out while researching this from one of my sources, and I thought that was super duper interesting. The pill, you like I said before, you can be on it up until you are ready to have children. And what they say is you're on the pill your whole life, whatever, and then, you know, you're thinking, oh, let's start trying for a baby. So you go off the pill, you start your prenatal vitamins, and then, you know, you have one natural cycle. And then after that one natural cycle, you should be back to full fertility. You should be ready to make the babies. Another uh, myth 
that I hear quite often is you should have a break off the pill. You should give your body a chemical break, especially if you've been on it your whole life. Now, I've been on the pill my whole life. I've been on the pill for over 10 years now. (laughs) Showing your age, love. Um, You don't have to have a break from it. You really don't. I am having no physical ailments because I've been on the pill this long. You don't need to have a chemical break from your contraceptive pill. Like I said before, you can stay on it until you are ready to conceive. Another myth, um, I will experience a lot of health problems if I take the pill. The only health problems that can arise out of taking the contraceptive pill is some pills do increase your risk of forming DVT, which is deep vein thrombosis, which is pretty much a blood clot. It does increase your risk. And of course, if you're pairing taking the pill with being a smoker, that increases your risk also. So, I mean, there are a lot of allegations out there that the pill, you know, puts your blood pressure out of whack and all that kind of thing. Obviously, every circumstance is individual, but from the bigger picture, looking at the pill as a whole please don't worry about what possible health side effects you could get out of taking your pill. But again, if you are worried about it and if you do, you know, are really stressed about what could possibly happen to you, just discuss it with your doctor, your GP. They're there to educate you and they're there to help. I also, you know, read this ludicrous one that said the pill causes cancer. No, there's no evidence of that. Um, I'm just going to leave it there because that's really crazy. I mean, they say that everything causes cancer. I'm pretty sure the oxygen we're breathing right now causes you cancer, so I wouldn't be worried about your pill. (laughs) Um, Taking the pill leads to a risk of birth defects is another myth, which I have heard actually before. I've heard a patient say that at work and it's absolutely untrue. Again, um, there is a slight 2% chance that you can get pregnant while taking your oral contraceptive pill. If this does happen, your baby's not going to come out with a defect. So please do not stress about that. There is so many other things in life that are stressing you out. Let this be not one of them, okay? Uh, It's bad to skip my period on the pill is another myth. And that again is wrong. Uh, It's perfectly safe to skip your period and I put period in quotation marks because when you're on the oral contraceptive pill the period that you're having isn't the period that you know when you're not on the pill it's more of like a withdrawal bleed your uterus is withdrawing from the pill so if you don't take it you get this like light bleed and it's pretty much your uterus saying hey we're not having this pill that we've had it's not there's nothing wrong with it I usually skip my period for three months at a time um And I have been instructed by my doctor that that's okay to do so. I've had no side effects from that. I've done that pretty much my whole adult life. And I tell you what, it's pretty darn handy. So there is no, absolutely no way that I'm going to complain about that because I get to go three months without having a period. So (laughs) another myth, and like I mentioned before, is you can never get pregnant on the pill. 
this is wrong. Like I said before, there is a really tiny, like 2% chance that you can fall pregnant on the pill. But what we find um, as medical professionals and, uh, and GPs find a lot is just the compliance issue. A lot of women stereotypically are younger women being on the pill and that compliance with taking their medication, it's just, it's just not there. If you want your pill to be effect, as effective as possible, you need to be compliant. You need to be taking it every day. You need to be trying to take it at the same time every day. But we'll get more into that a bit later. Um, this is a big one and I thought it was really interesting and, and, and really good to add in here is just remember that vomiting and diarrhea can stop your pill from working. And I'm not just talking about, you know, gastro or COVID, you know, that kind of, you know, sickness, but even having a big night on the piss. Like if you're on the pill, you're having a big night on the piss, you're vomiting, you got, you know, the grog bogs the next day, your pill is less effective. So that's really important to remember if you're out there putting your hoo-ha everywhere, which I mean all power to you girl that's what it's there for you do with it what you want but remember to be safe okay um again I want to reiterate and I will literally push this on you the pill does not stop STDs so you still need to use barrier forms of contraception for the stop of STDs like condoms okay another thing and uh, I hear a lot is that oh, there's um, some pills are better than others. Now, out of me and my friends, I'm on a very cheap pill and some of my friends are on very expensive pills. There is no pill that's, quote, better than others. They're all as as effective as each other. They're all gone through the same safety data. They've all been tried, tested and true and have come out on the other side to be able to be available for the public. Some women are better suited for our pills than others. So, again, it's all individualized. You're going to get side effects your friends don't have from it. So that will determine what pill you should be on. We have, we're very lucky to have this variety of contraceptive pills that we can choose from because everyone's different, like I said, and everyone's going to need a different one or maybe the same one. Who knows? You don't know until you try, right? Um, that the pill will make you depressed. So I think it, uh, that's a myth I've heard. Um, I think it's important to say that mood swings can be a symptom, a, not a symptom, a side effect uh, of the pill. But if you do experience this and if you feel like you're having these out-of-control mood swings, talk to your doctor about it. Again, talk to your doctor about it. You can change pills. Okay, you can change pills and you can choose from the list, the scroll that's rolled out of all the available contraceptives. Uh, Another thing that I hear quite often is that the pill reduces your libido, which is your sex drive. Um, There is a potential for the pill to, you know, lower your libido. However, if you think about it, it should also act as an aid in improving, improving a woman's sex drive as You can have sex without having that constant fear of falling pregnant. Sure, there's a 2% chance there, but 2%, do you think you're lucky enough to be the 2%? I mean, I'm definitely not lucky enough to be the 2%. So it can act as an aid to um, 
improve your libido, but it's definitely, that's not going to be a major side effect that you experience. I can guarantee you. It isn't also important to remember that when you start your pill, you might get some, you know, light bleeding. You might get some spotting, okay? If you bleed in the middle of the month on your pill, you shouldn't just stop it. Don't just stop the pill because you're going to bleed even more. Continue to take the pill as you're used, like as you're meant to. Continue to take your pill every day. And then if you are worried about this mid-month bleeding, which is quite normal then discuss it with your GP and <clears throat> you do you may need to investigate other causes of the breakthrough bleeding it might not just be a pill okay there are some STDs that can cause breakthrough bleeding such as chlamydia um and this is a this is a good one uh, that I've heard so much in my life and that's that if you forget one pill um you'll be fine or if you forgot, forget one pill, you just take two the next day and, you know, it makes up for it. Wrong. Oh, my goodness. I cannot stress this enough. If you forget your pill for one day, you need to assume you are unprotected for two weeks, for 14 days. Just assume. You're better off assuming than getting a baby that you don't want. So if you forget just one pill on one day... Be super careful for your sexual experiences for the next 14 days, okay? I am warning you. <laughs> you cannot take two pills the next day to make up for it. That's not how it works. <laughs> I've actually heard people do this before and I'm just like, I mean, great theory behind it, but absolutely not, okay? Please, you know, let's use our brains. So the pill that I'm on is called Estelle and I have been on that pill since I was 13 years old. I have tried, I think, one other pill when I was like 16, but I just went back to the Estelle. With the Estelle pill, there is an um, increased risk of DVT, so deep vein thrombosis, um, but it is actually one of the best pills for controlling your acne. When it comes to choosing your birth control, you really have to think about it and just weigh up those pros and cons of the birth control and figure out what's best for you because like I said everyone's individualized and you need to figure out what's best for you when choosing your contraceptive um in saying this though every pill on the market at the moment can potentially assist you with your acne issues in my research which I actually didn't even know this about the pill that I'm taking the Estelle pill also helps you with symptoms of PCOS which is um a growing issue among young women and older women everywhere. So one of the symptoms of PCOS is um, excessive hair growth. So the pill Estelle can actually assist with that symptom of excessive hair growth and actually stop this. So when I found this out, I actually asked my doctor, I was like, um, I've been on the pill since I was 13 and I've never grown any under, underarm hair. Like I've literally never had any armpit hair. I'm like, is it because I'm on the pill? <laughs> They're like, no, <laughs> you're just an anomaly. <laughs> so yeah, the, the Stell pill can assist with excessive hair growth, which is so, um, so amazing. There's so many benefits of it. But like I said, you really need to weigh out the pros and the cons and figure out what's best for you 
at the end of the day. And like I mentioned before, you really need to get, you build up this consistency and compliance and make sure you're taking the pill at the same time every day. S- figure out what time of day is better for you. I take my pill in the morning when I wake up, when I'm brushing my teeth, when I'm getting ready for work. It's just part of my routine. So you need to make it part of that routine. So you're like keeping in a, so you're not going to forget it. Um, no medication works unless you're taking it the way it's, you know, meant to be taken and, and, and it, unless you're taking it the way that it's prescribed to be taken, okay? So those were some of the myths that I really wanted to touch on. Now let's go into some of the benefits or the truths about the pill. And like I mentioned before, it can aid in, suppre- in suppressing endometriosis, which is an amazing... Um, I was going to say skill. (laughs) Good job, pill. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it can act as a suppressant of endometriosis. It can also help you to control and manipulate your menstrual cycle. So lessen the bleed, lessen the cramps. And like I said, you can skip the period, uh, skip your period if you have a big event, which is really great. We've spoken about the skin benefits it can have. Um, It reduces your excess hair. It can control your mood, especially in women that have severe PMS or like I've heard, apparently it's some people call it PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is those crazy mood swings. So the pill can act as a control of that. The pill can also help with bloating and fluid retention and it helps, um, it helps regulate those hormone levels before, before a period. So those are all great benefits and reasons to go investigate whether the pill's the right choice for you. I sound like an advertisement. <laughs> um, it's also important to remember that if you are on the pill every day and you do take, um, you know, you need oral antibiotics or, you know, you're taking other over-the-counter medication, just determine with your GP or pharmacist what effects this is going to have on your pill because some other medications can affect the pill and make it less effective like oral antibiotics. So please make sure if you are being commenced on another medication to just bring it up and just say like, hey, I'm on the pill. What does this mean for me? Um, yeah safety first guys safety first and like I briefly touched on before when you do first start the pill it is possible to have breakthrough bleeding for the first couple of months okay your body's getting used to you know getting used to having that drug it's getting used to the new hormone it's regulating itself if you're still having breakthrough bleeding by the fourth month I do recommend you go back to your GP and you just say like hey This is what's happening because like I said before, some STDs can cause breakthrough bleeding. So you may require an STD screen um, if you are having this like cramping and um, breakthrough bleeding. And statistics show that more than likely a woman is, will stay on the pill that she is first prescribed. Like I said, I've been on Estelle since I was 13. It's my ride or die. If you have you know, minimal side effects, which is more than likely that you will have minimal side effects. You'll be on the pill long time and it'll be your friend until you're ready to have babies. Just give it a chance. Come on, make your own decisions. Okay, it's not the worst thing in the world. 
you need to give your pill three months, okay? Three months is like the period, like the like trial periods, the probation. Okay, so when you're started on this new pill from your GP, give it three months because a lot of the initial side effects do subside. And it's just like anything, like trying anything new is scary, but just let those side effects chill and let it subside, you know? Give it three months, give it a go. And it'll... <laughs> I'm just reading what I've written down, writ, written down here. It is important to remember that not all mood swings and mood effects are symptoms of... Uh, not symptoms, side effects of the pill. Um, just because you're being a bitch doesn't mean you should blame the pill. It might just mean that you're a bitch. <laughs> okay? Stop blaming the pill for everything. Oh, my gosh. It's just trying to give you a go of having good sex. Jeez. So some very important things to remember before, um, because not all GPs are going to tell you this, so I'm here. Auntie Tadey's here to tell you. Some very important things to remember if you're choosing to get the oral contraceptive pill is that it does have an increased risk of DVT, like I mentioned previously. So if you have a family history of DVT, if your mom or your grandma or any immediate relative has a history of blood clots, you need to mention this to your GP, okay? Mention this to your GP and you may be required to get a thrombotic profile done before the prescription, you get the prescription of the oral contraceptive pill, okay? Like I said before, it's better safe than sorry, okay? Smoking, um, I also mentioned this before, smoking does increase your risk of blood clot too. So smoking and taking the pill, it's not a prime combination, but it definitely um, increases your risk. And that also goes with if you have uh, prior standing liver abnormalities. So if you have stuff wrong with your liver um, previously, Again, bring it up with your GP. It's probably not best that you're taking a medication like the um, pill. And also, if you do struggle um, from focal migraines, which are the migraines where you lose your vision, village, no, you're not losing your village, you're losing your vision, having visual disturbances or losing feeling in any of your limbs or like numbness in your limbs, you actually shouldn't go on the pill. So these are all things to remember. I don't want to freak you out, but these are all things that uh, you should remember. Um, hopefully your GP does bring it up from uh, with you, but, you know, they might not. So we'll see, girl. We'll see. Now, we've spoken about our friend, the pill. Uh, so let's visit... Our other little friend, which a lot of people have probably had a little date with, and that's the emergency contraceptive pill, or as it is frequently known, the morning after pill. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the emergency contraceptive pill is a special dose of progestogen. Uh, and it's a special dose of this and it's got a different name. It's called, Let, watch me absolutely murder this. I'm a nurse, but I'm terrible at pronunciation. Levonor, 
<laughs> Levonorgestrel. Levon. Okay. Give me a second. Oh my god, I was gonna Google it to see how to pronounce it, but it's proving to be the hardest fucking thing in the world. So. <laughs> The morning after pill contains a special dose of the progestogen hormone, which is called the levonorgestrel, which I probably butchered, but look it up if you're unsure, because I'm not sure about my internet. It doesn't want to work. So <laughs> it's used by women who have had unprotected sex with a male and don't want to become pregnant. So it is exactly what the name confirms. It is an emergency contraceptive pill. It's called the morning after pill because typically you take it the morning after you've engaged in the sex. Um, in fact, the emergency contraceptive pill can be effective for up to 72 hours after the fact. So that's three days. Three days after you've had unprotected sex, you can take the morning after pill. However, the effectiveness of the morning after pill decreases with each day that passes by. So if you're not taking it until the third day, your chances are going to be lower than if you take it the morning after. You definitely should not use the morning after pill as your sole form of contraception. If you're out there taking it, you know, three times a week, it does have the ability to mess up your menstrual cycle. So I do not recommend this. Um, the It does have the potential to cause an early period um, or even cause a late period. In the um, circumstance that you do have a late period, it is important that you still do take your pregnancy test and follow up with your doctor as needed because it could, you know, have not worked and you could be pregnant. So just keep that in mind. Um, but how does it work, TD? Well, the uh, emergency contraceptive pill, it stops pregnancies in two ways. It stops ovulation, so there's no egg being released in the female and it prevents the fertilized egg from attaching to the uterus wall. So if in the time that an egg has in fact been fertilized by sperm, the morning after pill stops that egg from attaching to the uterus wall. So it stops it from going any further. The morning after pill is said to be 89% effective if taken within 72 hours of having protective sex. This means that nine out of 10 women who take it don't get pregnant. But at the end of the day, there's always that lucky one. There's always a small percentage that can do it, that can really beat the odds. That wasn't as young, long as a yarn as our friend, the oral contraceptive pill, but I definitely wanted to add it in there as I know um, a lot of people probably wonder about it. But that's all I have to tell you. That's all I have to say. Um, I'm pretty stoked that I finally done, I have done this episode because, like I said, I've been on the pill my whole life and it hasn't done me wrong yet. So I used a lot of sources for this podcast, both, you know, scholars on the internet and um, medical professionals in real life. So, you know... It's, it's all info that you can trust. But why wouldn't you trust me, Katie? All right, guys, I've got to go to bed. <laughs> We're doing sex like self after dark again today. And I've also got to go watch some Big Brother because 
I am absolutely obsessed with Big Brother at the moment. I, I like hate watch it. I hate watching it, but I also love watching it. And I'm probably going to watch it every single night until it's ended. So. Hmm. Anyways, I'm going to go. I'll leave you there to ponder on how you feel about the pill now. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening. My name's Tatey. This is Sex, Psych and Self. And that's what I say at the beginning. So, you know how it goes. Look after yourself. Look after your mental health. And most of all, most importantly of all, go have some safe sex. And talk to your doctor about your contraceptive options. My name's Tady. I love you. And I will speak to you next week. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 